As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Would you like to become the headline sponsor of the best fantasy football podcast on the planet next season? Would you like to be front and centre on the Athletic FBL podcast to complement the General's amazing advice? Would you like to reach hundreds of thousands of highly engaged FPL players every month? Of course you would. Your brand can advertise with us now. Our skilled and charming commercial team are waiting to hear from you. Contact partnerships at theathletic.com. That's partnerships at theathletic.com. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode late on Tuesday night, the FA Cup results have shaken things up a bit FPL-wise. We now know that Liverpool won't feature in Game 28, but with Leicester losing to Blackburn, the Foxes and Brentford will now play in Game 28. That leaves Brentford with six fixtures in the next four game weeks, while Leicester have five, which makes picks from both teams very attractive. It will also now be easier to navigate blank game week 28 without a free hit chip, and wildcarding this week or next week looks very tempting indeed. More on that later. It's a Saturday FPL deadline this week, 90 minutes before Man City versus Newcastle kicks off. It's a regular game week with all teams playing just once before the madness begins. On this episode, I'll take a quick look at how my double game week 25 is going so far. Do a few shoutouts, update the watch list, answer questions from Twitter, discuss the captaincy and talk you through my plans for game week 26. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A quick review of Double Gaming 25 so far took a minus 12 in the end, removed Botman, Patterson, Almiron, De Bruyne and Harry Kane. For Tarkowski, Trent, Salah, McNeil and Darwin. And it's safe to say it hasn't gone well so far. But there is two very big games to play on Wednesday night. Currently on 39 minus 12 which equals 27 points. But hopefully 8 more players to play again. 
which includes Captain Saka. Currently a 100k drop in rank, gone from about 185k to 285k, but will hopefully claw that back on Wednesday night, and if all goes to plan, could even end up with a green arrow, but probably wishful thinking, but let's see how things go. In terms of shoutouts from the game week, we have a new member to the 59th Minute Club. Not actually a new member, he's already there. He's got a second shoutout of the season. Matthias Cunha at Wolves picked up an unfortunate injury. And just a couple of game weeks back, he joined the club and he gets a second of the season. If that injury doesn't rule him out long term, let's hope he can get his third shutout before Game Week 38. A couple of notable mentions from Game Week 25. Nonto at Leeds and Luca Dean and Leon Bailey at Aston Villa. All three players just about made it to the 60-minute mark. Don't like that Nonto got that early substitution. Likewise with Leon Bailey, probably not going to bring in either player anytime soon. And also at Leicester, Tete and Iheanacho, 61 minutes each. Again, not ideal as we look to target Leicester assets for upcoming double game weeks. On to a watchlist update now. Players removed, first of all, quite a few, like is often the case after a double game week. Barry Ashile is gone, just rotation at Chelsea. Don't think I'm going to buy any Chelsea players anytime soon. Just not clicking for them at the moment under Potter. Too much rotation. So I think they're in a void when it comes to FPL. I've also removed the double game week picks from last week. Seamus Coleman, Craig Dawson and Kilman. Not looking to go there now that the double game week is behind them. Robertson's gone as well because I tripled up on Liverpool with other assets. As is Gakpo. I've removed Mares as well. Again, just comes down to rotation. I think I'm going to end up on just Erling Haaland. When it comes to Manchester City for the next few weeks, just sleep easier at night, not worrying about Pep's team sheets. Also removed the Nottingham Forest guys, Gibbs White and Brennan Johnson. They've kind of been on and off the watch list for a couple of weeks, but when it comes to the crunch, when it comes to making transfers, they're never really near the top of my list. So they're gone from the watch list. Could end up being good options when Forest do have that double game week, but I'm not going to think about them until then. And finally, like Barry Ashile, Chelsea forward Joe Felix is gone as well. Classy player, always looks the part, but I'm not sure he's going to be a good FPL pick, especially in the struggling Chelsea team. I think there's quite a few strikers elsewhere who are better options. Players added to the watch list following the first set of matches in Game 25. David Raya, the Brentford goalkeeper. He's right up there in terms of points this season among goalkeepers. He was number one for a while, could even still be there. The attraction now is Brentford. They have the two double game weeks in the near future. They've got a good fixture in game week 26 and they now also play in game week 28. So I think David Raya's ownership is going to skyrocket and I can see myself going from Kepa to Raya with a transfer soon or possibly on a wild card, which could happen this week. Also added Ben Mee for the same reasons. Lots of fixtures, six fixtures to come in the next four game weeks. Ben Mee's a bit of a goal threat as well. Also for similar reasons for double game weeks coming up for Brighton, they've got two as well. Lewis Dunk. Estupinen is the Brighton player I want, but he's currently yellow flagged. Solly March is also yellow flagged. Not ideal timing, so hopefully we get some updates on their fitness before this week's deadline. So Lewis Dunk, kind of a backup plan if Estupinen is not available. 
Also added Jared Bowen to the watch list this week. He's been passing the ATS for the last couple of game weeks. West Ham looked a lot better. Bowen hit the post. I think he picked up an assist for one of the Danny Ings goals. So Bowen, he's expensive. I do think Ings, who I've also added to the watch list this week, if I'm looking for a West Ham attacker, it probably is Ings for the price. Quite hard to fit Bowen into our midfields when there's a lot of good, cheap options this season. But certainly West Ham look better, and hopefully we get that version of West Ham for the rest of the season. Final player added is a player I sold last week for Darwin. Harry Kane could end up coming straight back in if I end up wildcarding this week or next. Game week just always finds that way to get points. I wasn't watching the Tottenham-Chelsea game. I seen Tottenham go 1-0 up, checked my live score app, was very surprised Kane wasn't involved. And for the rest of the game, I was just waiting, waiting, waiting for the notification to come through. And there it was towards the end. I think it was about 84th minute, pops up on the phone, Harry Kane, 2-0. Similar goal that he scored a few times this season, that little flicked header on from Dyer from a corner and Kane's there to tap it in at the back post. Not an enjoyable goal for me as a Kane seller, but let's hope Darwin plays Wednesday night and claws back some of those points. So that's the watch list updated ahead of this weekend's action. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. On to the question section of the podcast now. The first one comes in from Paul Viner. After a few weeks of red arrows from 120k to 200k, I feel my squad needs a shakeup. How do you feel about the wildcard now? Put together with a nice plan for the next few game weeks. Or am I just being impatient? So overall, even before these FA Cup games on Tuesday night, when I took my minus 12 last week, I was quite open to wildcarding this week if I felt it was right for my squad, which is always the case. It's very team dependent this season. There's a lot of different chip strategies you can use and you've got to sit down with your own team and decide which is best for your squad. But the way things have fallen now, now that Liverpool don't feature in game 28 when I've just tripled up, Obviously not ideal to wildcard the week after minus 12, but in isolation last week I thought a lot of those minus fours were justified because I was removing players who didn't have a fixture. For example, Dwight McNeil coming in for Almiron. If McNeil gets two points on Wednesday night, you know, you break even on that minus four, for example. So I'm not too worried about wildcarding the week after a minus 12. If I feel I want to attack these next few game weeks in particular, I don't have any Brighton players, don't have any Brentford players. I might go there, I might play aggressively and try and attack these next couple of game weeks. And I think if you're wildcard now, you can get through game week 28 without free hitting as well. So you can maybe keep that for a later point in the season, possibly blank game week 32 or in one of the double game weeks later. So I think wildcard now, regardless of whether you've had a good few weeks, a bad few weeks, 
it looks good. It's certainly one of the most viable strategies. Some people will go now in 26, some will wait till 27 for a wee bit more information. And then others will just be patient and ride through it with a few hits, a free hit somewhere, and then maybe wildcard later towards Game Week 32, 34. So at the time of recording, Tuesday night, I haven't activated the chip yet. I'm not going to activate it tonight. I don't think there's any rush this week. There's not too many popular assets that look like rising in price or falling in price. So again, I don't think price is an issue anyway. I'll come back to a squad later that I put together. I put together a very quick wildcard squad for this episode and there's 6.5 million in the bank. So if you're listening to this and you haven't activated your wildcard yet and you're thinking about doing it this week, there's no panic. You could do it Wednesday night. You could do it Thursday night. You could do it Friday night. It's a Saturday deadline. So there's plenty of time. Give it plenty of thought because the last thing you want to do is activate it and then realize, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should just taken a few hits here and there. So take your time with the wildcard decision this week. There's a lot of information to dive into. So take your time and make sure it's right for your team. But certainly wildcard is viable this week for a lot of squads and it's looking pretty viable for my squad, but it's a decision that I'm going to make later in the week. Question from FPL Shoreham. Even though the temptation to wildcard got even stronger for many of us tonight, is there also a strong case to use a hit or two to to navigate the upcoming schedule instead? Good question to go with the first question. As soon as them cup games were over on Tuesday night, I jumped in, I made a wildcard squad, looked great. But then when I took a step back, I realised, you know what, I could probably get pretty close to that team with a couple of hits over the next couple of games. So there's, there's also that strong case of, Riding through the next few weeks, maybe not loading up on Brentford and Brighton when a lot of others will, because you don't really want to have triple Brighton, triple Brentford long term. Might be fine for the next three or four game weeks, but what do you do after that if you don't have a wild card? So there's a lot to think about here. Certainly weigh up both options. If you still have a wild card, see what it looks like this week or in game week 27. Obviously, you've got to think about your bench boost as well if you still have that. If I did end up wild carding this week or next week, I'd probably be gearing up for a bench boost in game week 29. And then ride through 28 without a free hit and then play that later, possibly in, in another blank game week 32 or in a double, which will be 34 or 37. So like I said, lots to think about here. And as always, don't copy content creators. Don't copy people you listen to. Sit down with your team. Sit down with Ben Crellin's transfer planner. Come up with a plan of attack and do what's right for your squad. Question from Mark Cram. Mark says, I'm planning to ride out 28 and free hit in 29 to maximise the big double game week. So straight away you see here, I quite like bench boost in 29. Mark Ram likes free hit in 29. So there's plenty of different strategies at play here. Mark was on to say, how much is it worth bringing in Brentford and Brighton assets for double game week 27, potentially for hits, only to take them out again in game week 28 to get a full team? So... On Gimme 28, first of all, it's much like Gimme 25, which we're currently in. You don't need to have 11 players. Even if you have, you know, 8, 9 or 10 with a good captain with most of the key assets, don't stress over not having 11 players for Gimme 28. This question came in before the cup game, so obviously it's slightly changed now. Mark asked about Brentford and Brighton, but Brentford now play in game week 28 so that solves that issue it's much easier to get Brentford players now because they're useful for 28 if you're not going to free hits which Mark's going to do in 29 in terms of Brighton they've got very good fixtures in game week 27 so I still think it's absolutely fine to go there and even if it means you know losing a player or two 
the following game week when they don't play, I think that's absolutely fine. Question about Brighton midfielders shortly, so I'll come back to them. Question from Bass Belfi, who's part of the very good FPL Optimize podcast. Check that out if you haven't already. Baz asks, do you have a favourite Brighton midfielder in mind for the next few weeks? Bass says, it seems on Twitter at least that Matoma has lost some love. Do you agree? So, yeah, I was kind of leaning towards Sully March before these cup games and before March missed out with some kind of injury. So, Matoma goes back to the top of my list now. Good to see him pick up the assist in the cup game. Just a classy player. Yes, he's been quiet for a few weeks, but I expect him to get more attacking returns over these next few weeks, especially when Brighton have the doubles. He's locked in. He's not really a rotation concern. One of the first names on the Brighton team sheet. I think McAllister remains a good option. His underlying numbers have been really good, but just hasn't converted it yet into FPL points. Will most likely be the penalty taker when they get one, but we can never know that for sure either. So we need to find out more about March. Hopefully we get that in Friday's presser. But if it's not very clear, Matoma for me, number one, McAllister probably goes number two then if there's still doubts over Solly March. But if Deserby comes out and says March is absolutely fine, then he probably goes back. I'm going to say joint top of my list with Matoma because long term, if I look back, you know, since the restart, Matoma's the one I've always been more interested in. Even though he's been quieter in recent game weeks, I think to me he's a bit more fun. And I think I'll end up going there for my Brighton midfielder, whether that's with my free transfer this week or if it's on a wildcard squad. Brighton have West Ham at home this week and then they've got the double game in 27 and 29 so they are a very attractive side at the moment. Another question from FPL Shoreham, what are your thoughts on doing Darwin Nunes to Ivan Tony this week and does him being two yellow cards short of a ban put you off bringing him in? Again this question came in earlier in the day on Tuesday and then there was quite a lot of tweets flying around on Tuesday evening about Ivan Tony's betting issue apparently nothing concrete that i've seen yet but it looks like he might have accepted some of those charges so we need to wait and see what comes of that basically hopefully again i'm recording on tuesday by the time we get to friday night saturday morning hopefully we'll know exactly what's happening with ivan tony if he's contesting these charges he'll probably get to play on for a couple of weeks so not ideal timing when brentford have attractive double game weeks and their main man has some slight doubts hanging over him. He's got the eight yellows as well, which is not great because if he gets the 10 yellow cards, he'll end up with a two-match ban anyway. So my approach at the moment is, until we know for sure that Tony gets banned, which might never happen, it's not a problem until it is a problem. So if it comes to Friday night, Saturday morning, if you're on a wild card, if you're looking to transfer Tony in, if there's no signs that he's not going to play this weekend, I think you just go and get him, and you deal with the issue only when it becomes an issue. Because think back to the restart. I think I had him on my bench in the last game before the World Cup against Man City. He scored a brace. And then I didn't get him on the unlimited transfers because of this whole betting scandal. And then I think he scored in three or four games in a row. And I don't really want to be in that scenario again. I don't want to miss out on his points while I'm waiting for something to happen that might not happen. So again, let's see what happens in the next few days with Ivan Tony. If there's no new information by Friday night, Saturday morning, I think we go and buy him. And then we just sell them when we need to. Question from FPL Composer. Should we risk Tony or play it safe with Bumo? I think Bumo in his own right is a decent option as well. But Tony is the talisman. Tony is one of the best penalty takers around. So again, definitely Tony for me over Bumo unless we get more information. If Tony does get ruled out for a while, probably that 
Does it make Bumo more attractive? Because certainly not having Tony would make the Brentford attack not as attractive. So I, w- I would like to think that might affect Bumo. I think there's as much chance of it affecting Bumo negatively as it is positively losing his partner in crime. So interesting to see how that plays out if Brentford do need to play without Tony for a significant period of time. But again, we don't know what's happening yet, so let's not worry about it too much. Tony, for me, at the time of recording. Question from FPL Gerald. How many doublers do you think we need for game week 29? So I had a look at these fixtures and what I did was I just ignored the double game week teams because we often overlook the single game week players in a double game week. And there's quite a few single game week players in 29, which I think are going to be absolutely fine. For example, Arsenal are at home to Leeds. They've only got one fixture, but I would quite happily have double Arsenal or triple Arsenal at home to Leeds in that big double game week. Likewise, Erling Haaland is at home to Liverpool. I think that's absolutely fine. Tottenham are away to Everton that week. So if you own Harry Kane, I don't think you need to be losing him for a double game week player. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned from this most recent double game week on that. And also, if you're carrying Andreas Pereira through or you're carrying Mitrovic through, if you arrive at game week 29 and you still have them, they play Bournemouth. So I think that's absolutely fine as well. So I think the message here is just because it's a huge double game week 29, it doesn't mean you have to have 11 double game week players. Or if you're on a bench boost, you don't have to have 15 double game week players. You can have your sprinkling of Arsenal. You can have Erling Haaland. You can have Harry Kane. And there's a couple of others out there as well. So don't stress about getting 11 or 15 double game week players. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Game week 26 captaincy now. I think for me it's going to be Erling Haaland after his rest in midweek for the cup game. Manchester City are at home to Newcastle in the early kickoff on Saturday. Early kickoffs don't usually put me off the captaincy. I know it puts some people off because your weekend can be ruined before it's even started. But it's Erling Haaland, it's Manchester City who seem to be ticking along more nicely now in attack in particular. We'll, we'll say, we won't say too much about their defenders at the moment. My condolences are with the Ederson owners these days. Newcastle, to me, haven't looked as good in recent times either. So I'm back in Manchester City to win that game against Newcastle. And if they're going to win it, Erling Haaland should be involved in the attack and returns. The other options, Arsenal are very attractive at home to Bournemouth. 
going to see how they look on Wednesday night. For example, if Saka goes and bangs a brace on Wednesday night, maybe I'll just leave the armband on him from the double game week for the Bournemouth fixture. A lot will depend on how they look and how he looks on Wednesday. Ollie Watkins has scored five goals in his last five games. Aston Villa are at home to Crystal Palace. If you fancy something different for your armband. Harry Kane is away to Wolves, Mr. Consistent. And Liverpool versus Manchester United is going to be a very interesting game. Rashford's, maybe even Salah, probably still in the captaincy conversation. Rashford more so could have some joy against that Liverpool defence. But for me, I think it's Haaland or Saka between those two. And at the moment, it's on Erling Haaland. In terms of transfers, so basically I'm torn. Do I just make one or two transfers this week? Or do I pull the trigger on a wild card, which I was quite open to doing before Game Week 25 happened anyway? If I don't wild card, it'll probably be Dwight McNeil out for Matoma. Keep it nice and simple. Could end up doing Darwin to Tony, but that will depend on information. I probably won't do it for a minus four. We'll probably just do it the week after when Brentford actually have the double game week. There was a question from Love Yours, and I've added it here rather than the question section. If you were to wildcard this week, what would your draft look like? So like I said, I spent only about five or ten minutes on this. I had my team open. I had Ben Crellin's beautiful graphic open and I put together a team very quickly. 6.5 million in the bank. So for example, Harry Kane's not in this draft and he could be because there's enough cash there. Bruno Fernandes is not in this draft and he could be because there's that 6.5 in the bank. So in goal it had Rea. He's the obvious pick as a goalkeeper if you're wildcarding soon. And Danny Ward would remain because he's got the fixtures in 29 as well for a bench boost. Defensively, Trippier would stay. Shaw would stay. Ben White might stay. And then I would add Ben Mee and a Stupinen as the double game week picks. A wildcard midfield this week would probably look like Rashford staying, Saka staying, Odegaard staying. So you're kind of getting the message here. There's a lot of players that would probably stay if I wildcarded this week. This is why I'm going to weigh it up. And do I just stick with most of what I've got and then, you know, just take a few hits instead of playing the wildcard. So Rashford, Saka, Odegaard. I'd like to bring Madison in. Leicester have got a good run of fixtures now. But again, I think it's illness he missed out. With in the most recent game had been carrying that knee injury as well so again slight doubts over Madison but hopefully Rodgers clears that up on Friday and Matoma would come in there as well Solly March if he's past fit will be in the reckoning but I think I'll go Matoma over Solly March up front Haaland would stay Tony would come in if there's no new information before the deadline and then I think there's a spot up for grabs up front. You've got Ian Acho, you've got Danny Ings. You could put a placeholder in for a few weeks and then move to a double game player later. But I think Ollie Watkins is right up there now as an option as well. So that would basically be a strong front eight. So you'd be benching a pretty good asset most weeks. And that would be well set up for a bench boost in game week 29. So again, very quickly put that draft together. There's a lot more tinkering I need to do and studying of fixtures before I do anything. So like I said... Not activating the wild card until later in the week, if I do so at all. And like I said, I'm going to weigh up whether a few hits is the way to go and keep it for later instead. That's it for today's episode. I hope you found it useful. A bit of personal news before I go. My wife and I are expecting our first child to arrive over the next few days. So I'm going to take some paternity leave once I finish recording this episode. So there won't be a Friday podcast this week. And there also won't be an episode next week for Game Week 27. Because I'm going to be a very busy man with a little bundle of joy. So I'll be back in action Game week 28, which is the lead up to St. Patrick's weekend. 
Thank you for listening, folks. Best of luck for Game Week 26 and 27. And I'll talk to you again in the week leading up to Game Week 28. Wishing you all two green arrows between now and then. The Athletic.